This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, welcome everybody to another edition of Forever Bristol City podcast. The final score at Carrow Road. It finished Norwich City 3, Bristol City 2. I know we lost. It's the end of the unbeaten run, but to me, and I think I'm going to speak for everybody, it doesn't really feel like a loss. Um, it was a really, really good team performance. So many positives and the negatives, they can all be pointed in one direction, which we'll come on and talk about that in a moment. Joining me this evening are the trusty trio of uh, Neil Sutton, Ian and Mark. Uh, evening, chaps. Am I overstating it a bit to say it, well, it is a defeat, but it's, I'll come to you first, Neil. Um are you feeling positive? Yeah, I'm feeling positive. I, th- I think uh, ultimately there's a different mindset to the team this year, isn't there? We give it a go. You know, we, we, we might take a few hits um, and we might be on the back foot, but we, we've gone up there and possession-wise, we've had more possession, we've created chances. But for, you know, a few Vimen at the start of the second half could have brought us back into 2-2. And uh, we had our chances at the end of the day to to get something from it. But, yeah, it's sloppy. But that's part and parcel of Bristol City at the moment, isn't it? But, you know, we're going forward brilliant. At the back, there's a, there's a sloppiness, oh, uh, unfortunately. And with the better teams, you're going to get caught out, aren't you? With, with you know, the the teams that are up there, like we did against Sunderland and, and Norwich, and hopefully we'll be able to eliminate that at Burnley. But, you know, realistically, it's a nature of the way we play with the risk and reward element, really. Mm. Ian, uh, are you, you can never be happy in uh, defeat, uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes you walk away from a game and you think, well, you know, we contributed to our own downfall, but overall our performance was good. Do you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, absolutely. I think we should have won the game, Dave. Um, and if we'd have defended anything like it, we would. Um, but what we, we can't do, and this isn't a negative comment, it's a constructive comment, 
is what we can't keep saying is, oh, well, if, if you take out the, the two or three we conceded, uh, hmm. we'd be okay. Uh, and we can't. We're, we've now, 20 teams in the division have conceded less goals than us. Yet, we're the top scorers in the league. Yeah. So, we, we I said weeks ago, you can see where we need to improve. And I, I don't think we'll be able to until Calas in closer or fit. And my my question, it will no doubt move on to later tonight, is would we be better off with Naismith as a defensive midfielder uh, where someone could shut the door behind him? Mm. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying... No, I think you've made a it, good point. You've made, is, Ian, is that's it, a valid is point. It, is it a possibility? Okay. You know, and then the, the other goal tonight comes from a corner, which is yeah. which is Parks. You've you've got to mark people. No, you're right. Um, well, we we'll talk about the game against um, Burnley. Apologies for a little bit of feedback there. I uh, don't know if it's you, Neil, with your speaker up because you're the only one that I'm getting feedback on. Although I can't hear any now, which is a good thing. Uh, Mark, um, are you feeling? Uh, it can't be joyous, but are you looking at it with a sort of on reflection? We expected to get a hide in tonight. They won five in a row. They've made it six. They got the parachute payments. They bought on a sub who cost nine million. And we were in control, and it's not too strong to say that, for large parts of the game. So plenty to be positive about. And as somebody's already put on the Twitter, we're probably going to get a mere culpa text, uh, a twit tweet from uh, Cal Naismith, because he was the only uh, fly in the ointment tonight, wasn't he, really? Well, we're top scorers in the division for a reason, because we attack with purpose. We've got great energy. We've got fantastic young players in uh, in Alex Scott and Tommy Conway. You've got another good goal, you know, got between defenders from across from Naki Wells. And we don't show any fear, no fear at all. So it wasn't about Norwich's money uh, or any star players like Pookie. It was just that we gifted them those goals because mm. there was nothing, nothing between the teams on the pitch. Bristol City were the better side. It sounds crazy in a defeat, but Bristol City were the better side. Uh, Bence only had one save to make when he spilled it, I think, uh, mm. uh, from from Sarah in the second half. You know, he, he tried to put it into his bread basket and he spilled it for a corner. It's just those defensive errors again. Mm. But we come out of, de- out of defence and plast the ball so well. We gave them real problems tonight down both flanks. Jadis no, they were worried. and they Mark were worried. Sykes were, yeah. were terrific. We just needed a little bit more of a cutting edge in the second half, perhaps forwards getting across their defenders. That's what we needed to do, show a little bit more physicality and make those runs in behind because we had plenty of the ball. And if, like I, I said on Radio Bristol, if Dean Smith's got anything about him, he'll admit that they were lucky to win 3-2 tonight because they were. Yeah, well, we'll see what he's got to say. Yeah, we'll see what he's got got about goals. Hmm. City have got 18 against 14. Reading are above us. They've only scored nine goals, but they conceded 14. So it's just about the games you win, isn't it? They've won five and we've only won four. That's that's the difference. Well, winning is important. Preston, Preston have, have drawn seven of their nine games. It's, it's Football's crazy, isn't it? It's a game of chance, but that's it the way in it this, goes. It is in, particularly in the Championship. Uh, Neil, let's talk about the starting lineup. Not so much the starting lineup because it was an unchanged uh, team, you know, and it's, it's a formula that's worked well. But uh, you look at the bench and it was very weak and you know you have three midfielders on the bench King Williams and Masengo you certainly in my book only really need 
two. And Kane Wilson not getting in there, no no campering, no Tim Close. Uh, you, you may know more than me on this, Neil, but are they, are they injured or is Nigel making a point with one or two players? He's made a few little comments over the weeks about people expecting to be in, but they have to do it on the training ground. But uh, what were your thoughts? More on the bench than the starting eleven, which, as I said on Twitter, picked itself. Well, I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see the necessity to have King, Masengo and Williams on the bench. That was a little bit strange in itself. Uh, Wilson played in the under-23s, didn't he, on Monday? So I I kind of felt that that was an indication he wasn't going to, at, at the very least, start. But I thought he'd be on the bench. But he's he's often got this thing about... Um, well, uh, he's, try, he's trying to turn Tanner into uh, a centre-back now, isn't he? And he's using Tanner as his centre-back, right-back cover. Did Wilson play for the under-21s? I don't think he played. Did he not play on Monday? No, no I don't think he did. Oh, I, I do apologise. That's me not double-checking my facts. Yeah. There we go. Mia yeah. Copper. Hmm. OK, but... To, to quote, to quote Mr Naismith. But, but I don't... I don't... I didn't see... And now I, it was a little bit unbalanced for me. I mean, Semenyo writes himself as a sub, and uh, okay, you're two midfield players potentially, but I don't see the point of having three centre midfielders on the bench. And Tanner isn't going to play as a right wing back, so you're using him as cover in the centre, and it's yeah, <laughs> it That's had me strange. a little bit confused. And then when Sykes went off. And obviously bought some menu on. And Scott went thinking, to right wing back, didn't he? Yeah. And then you're thinking, would that have been an opportunity to bring Wilson on? Because, mm. yeah, keep at it with that high energy and all the rest of it. But, you know, you've got to... We kept going, didn't we? At the end mm. of the day, we kept going. And as, as Ian and Mark quite rightly said, you know, we, we don't give up. And that's a, that's a top team from the Premiership. We played against there and... I think most of the stuff that I've seen on social media from the Norwich's viewpoint is we're potentially the best team they've played in a division this year. I would think so. It looked one of those performances where you you know you were proud to be watching City because they were running at times like a well-oiled uh, machine. I mean, Ian, um, somebody said we're one callous away from being a top six side. Do you, do you think that's putting his absence uh, too strongly? Where is Tim? Tim Close is he injured or what? What's what's going on? What's going on well, with that? And why not maybe put Josh Lowe as a, you know, he's he's been playing well for the under twenty ones at the moment, but strange looking bench. That's what I thought. Well, I, I pick up on the point of um, you said it was a weak bench. It wasn't you strong haven't... bench, but weak in defensive terms. Yeah, I mean, if my guess is that Closer isn't ready to come back from this knee injury. And I think that that I'm hoping, please God, it doesn't turn into another Thomas Callas. Oh, he's just having a minor procedure and he'll be all right. And six months later, we still haven't seen him kick a ball. So I'm hoping it's not one of them. Um, so you've got Callas and you've got Closer missing. Sol Bamba hasn't played since he played that one game for the under-21s. Uh, so it, it, I don't think him coming into the side is... is on the cards, unless we're a bit desperate. So, yeah, I, I think if we got Callas and closer back, I think we'd have a stronger defence. 
Um, no two ways about it because both those two are better defenders than Cal Naismith. They just are. I'm not yeah. saying I think Cal Naismith's a better footballer, um, but those those two fitting on form are better de- better center center backs than Cal Naismith. Yeah. Um, and, so and, and so sad that he's yeah. gone. So so would Nathan Baker have been as well, Ian? Yeah, I think you'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you, I mean, on his day, fitting on form, which won't very let's be honest, which won't very often even before the concussions with Nathan, um, he was a he was a bloody good defender. Um but there you go, you know, it's no good crying over spilt milk. The, the lads at, at no. poor lads had to retire, so let's wish him well. But we could do with those two back, and and they are. I I think particularly I, I'm thinking, even if they're not, if they don't start late in games, both of those two could be worth a few points to you over the season. I, I think when I mean, but you imagine, you imagine what Twitter and various other places would have been like had those been mistakes been made by Zach Viner. Oh no, I know. No, I saw that. It was bubbling along. Somebody even named Zach Viner, which obviously they were wearing a blindfold watching the game. Let's get into the action. I'll come to you first, uh, 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 um, Mark. God. <laughs> uh, um, Mark, uh, there were chances either end in the first two minutes. Mark, weren't there? Sergeant was in the clear. Uh, he's got, I think well, it was his sixth goal when he eventually scored. He was in the clear, but they had an early chance. But then Tommy Conway, he drove it wide. And when, if he'd have side-footed to Andy Vyman, who I thought had a quiet game tonight, to be fair, uh, but Tommy knocked it wide. Two early chances, one at either side, one for either side, set the tone for the game, didn't it? Yeah, I think um, uh, Tommy should have got his head up because the ball's just played from the left channel. Straight, straight to him. He's slightly off balance, but if he looks up, he just needs to play a flat, flat ball across. And there's Vyman at the back post to tuck it in, but he goes to shoot across the keeper and it's wide. Just one of those things. But they, you know, a bit early in the game, should have got his head up. Yeah, and then the first goal. I'll stick with you, uh, Mark, on this. Uh, the first goal, the first of Naismith's errors. He was his, he got his feet all wrong, didn't he? And do 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 you think? Do you think Dan came off his line a bit too quickly? Because although Pookie got the touch to take it past Naismith, his next touch was not as great as it should have been. He ended up sending a looping header in. How did you how did you see the goal from a defensive mistake point of view and Dan's performance in that? I think he made the right decision. I mean, I just can't believe. I mean, Hanley, Hanley takes a free kick, hits the ball long, and like any good centre forward, Pookie's on his toes waiting uh, waiting for a mistake. But I just don't know what um, Cal Naismith's doing. I think he tries to win it with his left foot. He judges it completely wrong in the air and gets an air shot. And then the ball's behind him. Pookie's goal side. Um, Bentley elects to come out because the ball's, the ball's bouncing. So mm. you know he, he's going to try and get it. Perhaps if you know if he, he tried a fly hack, he'd probably take take um, Pookie's head off. But he just misses it. It's just one of those things. But yeah, it's just Naismith. He gets to flight the ball all wrong. It's, it happened against uh, Sunderland when he got under the ball. I think the similar one against uh, against Wigan when he completely lost uh, Josh McGuinness and McGuinness made an, an absolute horlick to the finish. And um, he's got to get his head. He just needs to get his head in there. 
He didn't need to bring the ball down with his chest. Just make a just make a clearing header because there was no danger at all, no danger whatsoever. No. It's one uh, nil. One nil. Did you see it like that as well, Neil? You know, just individual crass individual error and one that's happened on the first too goal many day. occasions. Yeah, on the first, on the first goal. goal, sticking with you on the first. First, first goal for me. Watching it, it's it's quintessential a player that is not in his mind a centre back. He might enjoy playing as a centre back, but a true centre back there would have gone with his head. There's no way they would have tried to control a ball over his left shoulder with his left foot. Mm. You would have been on the front foot facing upfield, not facing downfield, and you would have ta- attacked that ball one way or another, really. Yeah. I, that that just smacked of like a midfielder playing in that position. Caught on the turn. With, mm. with, on the turn, and you're playing in the centre midfield, and you you think, in your mind, it's like, well, I either control that ball or I don't, but if I don't, not to worry, there's a back four behind me, and that, they'll probably pick it up. Whereas when you're centre-back, the way he plays sometimes, he plays on the edge, doesn't he? We, yeah. we spoke before about the way that he switches off. Um, and, he, of course, he did it uh, against Huddersfield, didn't he? Crucial time playing that ball to Atkinson the way he did, right after the Blackpool game and doing exactly the same on the other side. Yeah. And it's just that playing at the back, you have to be on it. You have to be on it all the he time. Isn't. And he's not. But he's that's made some Faustian bargain, I think. There's something wrong there. I mean, but he's great at the other end of the pitch. I mean, he's he's like he he, he could be a great sweeper. He wants to bring the ball. Well, out, that's you know. that's what he wants said. to be. A, he wants to be a Beckham bar. You know, he wants to be a sweeper. Yeah. He's confident of bringing the ball out from the back. No, no question. But just doing the tidy stuff. The you know the easy yeah. first ball central defender. You know, like Tim Close would do. Just time a header, just send it thing. straight back. He just doesn't do it. Uh, but and he's I got think, so many other great, great qualities. It's, you I know, know, it's no, he has got qualities. And as Ian qualities. said at the start of the broadcast, which we'll talk about at, at the end of the game, about does he need to play a different role? But at the moment, with one where he doesn't give away goals, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I, I think I'm only really joking. He's got a wand of a left foot, no question. He, well, so and so is Rob Atkinson. Let me let me move on to the next uh, item with uh, with Ian, and this was sort of. Uh, well, three minutes after the goal. Um, Sykes fouled in the box, it seemed to me, by Han- Hanley. It was a clumsy challenge, half-hearted appeal. Ian, uh, referee Webb, who I thought, like so many this season, had a half-decent game, looked at the replay and looked at Penn. Do you think it was? Yes, I do. He charged him in the back. He made no contact with the ball. How close he is to the line is absolutely irrelevant. Anywhere yeah. else on the field, that's a foul. Yeah. So it should have been a penalty. So that would be another apology letter we'll get coming through. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Do you know what it reminded me of, Ian? Martinez on Welbeck from Man United against uh, Bl- uh, Brighton, first game of the season. Exactly yeah. the same place. Do you remember yeah, that? It, it, and it was exactly the same challenge. You can't yeah. you know, you can shoulder charge somebody in the back. You can't do that. You can go shoulder to shoulder. That's all right. But you, you, you can't shoulder charge someone in the back. So we should have had a penalty. Uh, and then uh, it, the second goal uh, that Norwich scored was Naismith again trying to be Franz Beckenbauer. Yeah. And, and he, he kept, you saw right at the very end, he was trying to make up for it and dribbling up to the box, but didn't get the ball into the box where it needed to go. No. 
So it, it's all, you know, it, it, Franz Beckenbauer used to do it because he was absolutely world-class and brilliant. Naismith's got to moderate his game a little bit. He can still do the raking left-footed passes and still get on the free kicks and all the rest of it, but he just needs to calm down a little bit. Or as I say, they need to move him forward in the team to more of a holding midfield role. And going back to something else you mentioned, I thought Weinman wasn't very good tonight. Um, and I don't think that the last game, where is it? Uh, Blackburn. Uh, Black, Blackburn, he was okay. But the game before that, I thought he had a quiet game as well. Um, he did. He looked to be tiring. I think it was a Huddersfield game. He just really looked to be struggling with a little bit of a an injury there. Uh, Tomo said on the, the, the text feed here, according to Wiki, and I've read this as well in the past, he can play as an out-and-out striker, as a winger, in midfield and in defence, as a left-back or centre-back. His main attributes are his ball control and versatility. That's on Wikipedia, but we all know what we think about that. I, I'm guessing you, uh, Neil and Mark, you both thought that was a clear penalty, but when it's Bristol City on the receiving end of it, it ain't going to be given, yeah? Both well, VAR, VAR gives it. But you know that's in the yeah. in the Premier League, and you can get away with you can get away with challenges. I mean, we see City players with their arms round, like Zach Viner with his arm round, uh, two arms round a player against Blackpool. We see lots of shirt pulling. You never get away of it uh, if the referee reviews them properly, uh, and gets the help of a VAR system. But you just you know, unless the unless the referee and, and the assistant are in agreement, we'll never get anything. And uh, <laughs> we haven't had a penalty since well, since Coventry away. Of what was it, November last season? Is that right? Is it that long ago? Yeah. Is it? Goodness yeah, me. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's coming up on 10,000 minutes or something daft like that, isn't it? I think it's... A ridiculous number. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think with it, it's... Um, I think there'll be a VAR-like coming in, Dave, into the Championship. I mean, when you talk about what is it, 180 million now or something yeah. if you go up with the parachute payments and the first year money and the the teams that are in there, I think I think there there will be a VAR light. It might not be the full thing because they're not going to have all the officials to to do all of these things in both the Premier League and the championship. So it'll be no. a version of it, but it'll come. It'll come, yeah. I think. Well, one day we will get a penalty. And when we talk about the closing stages of this game, we may well have got well, one. Well, we, we were it? only 6-1 to one to score from a penalty tonight, which I thought, <laughs> is that right? Not 6,000-1 to one to yeah. score from a penalty. Is it, it really 7,000 minutes? We played... It was something else like that. It was, yeah, it was... Um, I, th- I think it was... Uh, Oda- was it O'Dowda was fouled and the Coventry player was sent off and we all knew how the second half ended. Well, that, that can't game. be... That can't be... If that was last season, let's say, let's say it's 40 matches ago yeah. and 40 times 90 is 3,600 But I read well, it's about 7,000 minutes, so... Where and you said it's now ten. No, I said well, it's must be getting get a lot of injury time, Dave, now. but not that much. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> it must be okay. Getting, somebody will, be somebody will put us that, right. I think that's right on that. I think yeah. going. I think going back to sort of Naismith, Ian's point, and everything as well is when Atkinson came to the club and he had this almost Webster-esque sort of feeling of dribbling forward. But then he would lose the ball. He would drive, dribble into situations, lose the ball and everything. This year, he's been a hell of a lot better at it. And I do just wonder, if we are going to find ourselves with the same personnel, do we think about potentially moving Atkinson into the middle and um, Naismith over to left centre-back, which is where he played for Luton? Well, in, terms, in, terms, in terms of the fact that then you just have somebody in the centre 
that potentially would be covering more. The, the thing with Naismith is he's the one, he's the quarterback, as, as Ian has said. So if you take him out of it, you, you don't take him off the pitch because he's instrumental in so many of the things we do going forward. But playing him in the centre exposes us to a level of risk, really, yeah. that over the last five games in particular, we've all seen, you know, when there is an error from him, it's a fairly catastrophic in that yeah. centre. Would we still have the same level of risk if we were playing him as a, le- a left centre back rather than a? I think you know, do you what, Neil. I think we probably, I think we probably would be, and I think think as you've just said, Atkinson's ironed out his mistakes. Him and Jay De Silva are looking particularly good down that left side. And I'll come yeah. to you next, Ian. I mean, as the first half uh, wore on. You know, I'd say from the last uh, quarter, well, the last 20 minutes of the first half, I mean, it was Sykes putting in a great cross, which uh, the ball eventually went to Jay De Silva. He should have knocked that one past Cruel. And Scott put a ball in that created all sorts of problems. We finished the side, uh, we finished the half in, didn't we, looking really, really strong. And it was a damn good goal on 44. Take us through it as you saw it on 44 minutes. It was a Rob Atkinson. He made it, didn't he? Yeah, Rob Atkinson bursting forward. And he was more effective bursting forward tonight than Naismith was. So he, he burst forward, slipped the ball to Naki Wells, who made a good run into space, cracking left foot shot, uh, left foot cross, straight onto Tommy Conway's header for a header at point blank range. Now, that's the kind of service we need from the left, from Jada Silva. And once again tonight, we saw Jada Silva with a wonderful opportunity to score, and he didn't. Uh, and that's the problem with Jay. I like him as a player, but yeah. he's not going to get you. He's not going to get you goals and assists. No. He's a good defender, very reliable, um, solid. Gets stuck in, does well, especially for uh, a bloke that's not blessed with great height. Um, but in that wing back position, you need somebody who's going to stick the ball in the net yeah. when he's in that position. And he had a great chance, and he scores. Then we go in level at halftime. Um, so. I, I think it's uh, uh, it, there are areas that we need to look at, but to be honest, uh, the glass has got to be half full because you're looking at it and you're thinking, well, there's no chance of us uh, being relegated unless we get a load of injuries and we keep um, and, and we stop scoring goals. And at the moment, we're we're scoring goals. We, we, we are no, you know, no win, doubt lose, about win, lose, or draw. We're scoring goals. Yeah. Mark, it was a great uh, finish from uh, from Tommy. Was that how many goals is that for him now? Is it six? six. Yeah, six. six. Yeah, four in the four in the league. I think it is, isn't it? Seven, seven, seven. That's seven, right. I thought it seven was... and nine. Seven and nine. Yeah. Well, so I mean, he's, he's got to be in the cut now. Yeah, yeah that's two, including two that's against Coventry. He didn't score against Wickham, did he? No, but I think it's five in the league. Then is it five in the yeah. league? Yeah, the I mean, he got, five he in got, the league, he, so seven. He got past Hanley. I mean, he, you know, he was he made a black brave brave run in behind, and he uh, he put the ball in in the back of the net, and he ran himself into the ground again tonight. Uh, one is a, maybe is effective in this in in the second half, maybe some of the service into him, um, because I think Norwich defended it a bit more tightly on on the flanks, and you know, and we we didn't we didn't get as many chances, but you know, for a player 
who I seriously I thought he needed to go out on on loan, I and mean, he scored that goal against Mill a couple of seasons ago. Uh, didn't get into the side. I think mean, he made a few sub appearances last season. He's taken his chance from that from that Coventry game where he played him and Wells. They you know they played them both uh, against uh, against Wigan, and they never looked back. Mackie no. Wells looked like he was on his way out. He's done he's done excellently. Tommy Conway. He's uh, twenty years old. He looks like he's been playing, for, you know, for several seasons. Uh, we got, you know, we got lots to be proud about. A player, you know, a Bristolian like that, who goes in and you know takes the ball by the horns and he scored those goals. And he'll, you know, he'll, he, you know, he's going to step on from this, but because the players have got that desire and they've got no fear, no fear no, against it. these top it is sides. A fear. And it was interesting. It was interesting today listening to Brian Tinian. And he was saying how narrow Norwich were playing, you know, and we were. But Tinian feels every move, don't he? When you, when you yeah. hear him summarising no, it, he I feels mean, everything, doesn't he? Well, he must be feeling very proud of himself as well when you look at the way the youngsters have come through because he's been the unsung hero. But they were the they were narrow. I mean, Todd Cantwell mm. didn't want to defend. He must have been having no. his roots done. Byram didn't want to come out, or no. McLean. I mean, Sykes just had so much space to run into in the I first know. half, and the and the silver. I mean, that was that was quite a poor Norwich performance. And, still and one though, it's crazy, still won, and they but still they won. won because of us. Yeah, exactly. Um, Neil, I'll come to you first, and then on to Ian. I mean, we started the second half really well. Scott put in a cross. Wells was with a header. Scott did another really good ball. We couldn't get onto the end of it, but no real chances. And then. I call it the killer goal. It was totally, totally against a runner play. It was a corner, which actually the move leading to the corner, how far back do you go? It was a sloppy pass by Matty James on the edge of their penalty area. And then Sarah with the cross, Sergeant header, avoidable goal, Neil. And I'll come to you straight after with uh, your your views as well, Ian. But you first, Neil, on the goal that made it 3-1. Avoidable goal, any goal really from a corner if you are defending effectively is avoidable because you know you should be doing your job and you should have your man's it's a type of goal actually that we've been defending a lot better mm. this year crosses into the box generally from a wide position we've looked better we were useless at set pieces last year so it was unfortunate timing it was against the runner play to a little bit we were we were on the ascendancy you know you know, not Norwich coming down from the Premiership and the way that they started and they were 2-0. We, we gave them a bloody nose tonight, didn't we? Yeah. Really. Yeah, and, and, like he, and like you said, um, Dean Smith is going to come out of that and think, yeah, probably. Did did they underestimate us? I don't know whether they underestimated us. but No, I think we be, made they, them They think. must be thinking that's a club that you wouldn't want to play every week, yeah. Bristol City, because we're just going to keep going at you. We're not going to sit down. You know, that's the type of game where last year, the, the, or the year, year before, even worse, a few mistakes, confidence would have gone. We would have folded. Two nil down, we'd have we ended up losing four. Or, losing yeah. four or five nil. But, yeah. you know, every time we went behind, then we would have a period of ascendancy, wouldn't we? Yeah. And we'd like go, no, we're going to go again. We're going to go, go back again. Into we're going to go again. Ian. And get back into it. Yeah. So it was a shame about that corner, really, because... Yeah. Yeah, Ian, that's eight 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 goals conceded in the last three away games. Yeah, um, you know, and how many have we scored? It's uh, is it six, something like that? Is it the last eight, 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 eight scored and eight conceded? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, 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 two, and three, two. So yeah, right. eight and eight. 
That's interesting. Ian, you know, can you blame anybody for that goal? Number three? Can you? Yeah, because Sargent doesn't even have to jump. He, he just he just run towards the ball. I don't know if uh, if it was Zach Viner that was meant to be marking him. Yeah, it was um, but we've done that. And the other thing I think we could do that might help if if we're not going to be great defensively, and we have been a lot better defending set pieces this season. In the main, is, is stick a couple of defenders on the post. Because at least then, if, if if you do get a header off, there's somebody on the post who can help the keeper and head the ball away. I mean, Bentley made another good save from a corner for point blank from Puki. I was going to say about that one, yeah. I mean, so, it was instinctive, wasn't it? Straight at head level, that was, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, so if, we need to be, um, you know, it's what we've said tonight. We, we've got to defend better. We can't go on needing to score three goals to win a game. And I know it's exciting and I know it's better than last season and I'm chuffed to bits with it. I really am. But the, the time to improve is when you're playing well. Because if you wait until it takes a bit of a downwards turn, and it will at some point in this season, it will for yeah. every club. You know, if, if Norwich are meant to be the best team in the division, and it, I suppose it's a toss-up at the moment between them, Burnley and, and uh, Sheffield, Sheffield United, if they're meant to be the best team in the division, um, then I don't think any, you know, if like somebody said, if we get close and Callas back and can keep the squad fit, um, we're not far short of where we need to be. No. Uh, but we, we've got to stop um, conce conceding these poor goals. Look, if somebody chests it down, spins... 35 yards out and smashes it in the top corner over Bentley's head. I'm the first person in the ground to clap. Yeah. You know, but they, these sort of goals aren't those sort of goals. No. These are sort yeah. of goals we conceded last season, for example, in the dire performances at, uh, at West Brom. Uh, West Brom was one. Birmingham away was yeah. another. Really bad goals. And that's what I'm sure Nigel Pearson and his team will be working on it again. And I know they're working on it now, but if you look at, if you want to know the difference between us and the sides in the top two, look yeah. at the goals conceded, Colin. And that tells you everything you need to know. No, you're right. Well, we got another goal, uh, Mark, didn't we, on 75 minutes. The ball was ping-ponging around down there and uh, Williams was clearly tripped within the box in a very fast-moving uh, passage of play. But... Uh, Semenu was on hand. When he whacks it, he gives it some welly. Uh, you know, his fourth goal. Um, he's not even started a game yet. Um, you know, quarter of an hour to go. We're right back in the game, aren't we, Mark? Well, it was it was a crazy bit of play because Jada Silva was, I think it was fouled by Max Ahrens in the right in the right back position. And then the ball span out to the defender who plays it to Williams, and Williams is is his hairing in like a striker. But he's fouled on the edge of the area, so he's flung in it, forward in it. And, and makes the great, the great, the greatest assist again. Up there was Blackburn slice last season, goes straight to Semenyo, and he just hammers it between Crawl's legs, mm. and it's three two. And you've seen, you've seen the replay. One of their defenders is beating his his fist on on the uh, on the pitch in frustration because they gave it away. But it was just because of our desire, to, you know, to 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 uh, yeah. to attack to attack the ball. 
and that was a difference because we we had you know we had players attacking attacking the loose ball that we got that goal and it was game on. Yeah, it was. Um, Neil, the, that that goal. I mean, Semenyo is is he for you? Does he start the next game? And I mean, the power in his shot. And I thought he did. I thought he was fine for the twenty two minutes that he was on. But is he? Is it time to? start with him in the team but then who do you leave out because Conway and Wells are so effective as a, as a duo aren't they yeah yeah um, I know that Pearson was saying to Garner to be careful of his minutes so I think they are slowly but surely interacting it won't be long before he's on because like we spoke about after the, uh, the, the Huddersfield game I think it was mm. He is the he is a massive differential, isn't he? He just frightens teams. Yeah. You put him on the pitch, and he's a different type of player to to what most defenders in the league will come up against. And you know, he he makes a difference when he's on the pitch. I think I think the team get a bit of a rise him coming on, and as an impact sub, he's like you know he's like a David Fairclough at the moment, isn't he? Going back to the seventies with Liverpool super yeah. sub, but. Um, that that our goal there, I thought, was it was it not Naki Wells that rather than um, Jade no, Silver? No, it, uh, well the ball broke kindly for us. Yeah, it may, it, been, it like, may have been Wells. It may have been. Wells, I, th- actually, I thought it was yeah. Naki Wells, and I thought he actually fouled their guy. But so there we go. He he got fouled, and then I think he got up and almost fouled their guy type thing, and it was a sort of a mangle. It's one of those things like on VAR, they might have pulled us back on it and gone there was a foul in the build-up before yeah. the foul on Williams type thing yeah. it's always that lovely thing with VAR isn't it it might if we had it would we get a few more decisions probably would we get a penalty hopefully but would it also pick up some of the other things that we get away with from time to times as well but um yeah VAR yes. tells you that Professor Plum did it in the, in the drawing room to begin with before the ball I'd, was played forward, I'd love to it? I'd love to see his conversion rate with shots to Shots to goals this season, Dave. Because oh, I'm sure Dave, yeah, yeah, I'm sure Dave Fevs would come up with a, 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 a stat somewhere of his shots to goals. But he, you know, shots on target as well. Generally, though, those days of him blasting it over, although we yeah. still do see it from time to time, his accuracy really is massively improved, doesn't it? Yeah. You the were right, Neil, snatch, yeah, you were right, Neil. Chris Christian Ford has just said it was knacky. Uh, right. without the H, but it was Naki who, uh, who who knocked in. And uh, Ian, the little note that you sent me, the match was available on Robins TV in the UK this evening. Yeah, ah, right. So okay, good. It was totally uh, totally open. And there was Downsy and Tins in their brand new studio, looking like a uh, budget version of the uh, Sky Sports studio, even though it was better than what they've had uh, in uh, in the past. I mean, Ian, you know, we, we brought on Chris Martin... We almost got caught when uh, Bentley did. Well, he did, what would that save from Pookie? And then he saved one with his legs from Sinani. Um, we didn't let them get that fourth goal. But did we? Did we make the most of the possession that we had? In your view, Ian, in the closing stages, you know, we had one free kick when there was a, a corner when there was less than a minute remaining on the clock, and we played it short, and it came to nothing. Yeah, did, did yeah, we... that was that was poor in our our set pieces overall tonight. Were, were I think reasonably poor, uh, and that's that's another another area that that we need to work on. Uh, you know, Matty James did one, and Scott did one that didn't clear the front post. 
uh, when, yeah. as uh, you know, we had we had a height advantage at points over Norwich, although that went down a little bit when Rob Atkinson went off the field. But look, I mean, we're normally we're we're saying that we're the smaller side out there, but it, it wasn't. I mean, Norwich weren't a big team, but you know, we we gave them their goals. I think we did. We should have won the game if you base it on possession, chances, corners won, and all that. But it's that bit of quality in the final third, and I think we've got plenty of quality in the final third. I think sometimes the service isn't brilliant. So my my take on tonight is if you're going to lose a game, that's the way to lose it by going forward and going for it. Yeah. But there are areas for improvement. And it, but if we can keep people fit, we now know that we can go to places like Norwich and give them a game. Yeah. Well, we did. I thought you've made a very good point there, Ian. We gave them a game, and it was just like a match I saw at West Brom when City is going back. Might have been if it wasn't 17 18, it was 18 90, early season game on a Tuesday night, and we got beat 4 2, and they were 3 1 up in that. And they were a good team, but you walk away from that and you're thinking, well, we lost, but... well, And in fact, that night, we didn't make the errors because it was Dwight Gale playing up front for him and we know how lethal he is in uh, in front of uh, in front of goal. Um, Mark, Can I just go back to that corner, yeah. David? Mm. I mean, I, I'm just a bit flabbergasted. I think a similar thing happened at the end against... against Near the end against Wigan. Yes, we it got, did. So, like, Calne Smith, he, he, you know, we don't score many goals from corners, but... The last it's the last thirty seconds of the game, so you could bring Bentley up. You hit the ball, you know, hit the hit a reasonable ball into the six yard box. You got players charging forward. You might you might commit a foul, but you might get a chance and settle the keeper. Just put it on somebody's head, and we play the ball short. So you're only going to get a, a spooned cross from there, really, unless somebody uh, runs into the area and, and plays the pass with his life or, or shoots uh, shoots for about sixteen players. Why? Why did we do that? <laughs> just well, you have to ask it. Nigel Pearson. Why? He certainly, he's certainly going to tell us that. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, look. Rolling on. I mean, um, Neil, we we uh, flew up to Norwich today, and the boys getting a coach back tonight. They're not going to be checking into their homes until four o'clock in the morning. Uh, apparently, we're flying to Burnley as well on Saturday morning. Yeah. So that's. Burnley Airport. Yeah? I was going to say Burnley <laughs> Airport. That'll be... If they've got one. Anyway, but they're flying up. <laughs> is it not a case... Okay, they've done one leg by air. Is it not a case, Neil, for the team... And they used to do this. Somebody put this on Twitter. They did this under Cottrell, and they used to do it in the old days, yeah, where, you know, they play the game tonight, and then the lads drive tonight. Instead of coming all the way back down to Bristol, they stay away Thursday night, and what it'd be Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night, and have them, you know, use a local pitch, do some training, yeah, get the traveling all out the way. And if they're going to do any more flying, well, drive, drive back from Burnley because the cost, I think, when we went for that trip up to the HPC, somebody told us it's about 20,000 quid to take a specialist plane, and surely keeping the lads together and doing that awkward drive or maybe stopping off in the Midlands, you know, Derby or something like that, not having all this travel, even though it's by air, it just, it just seems 
well, I guess that's football. And, and Burnley have had an extra day to recover as well, haven't they, Neil? Yeah, yeah. Tough game. Well, it was a tough game regardless of Burnley away, isn't it? Whichever way yeah. we do it, it's tough. I I get the feeling that probably coming back, um, we have a an approach, we have a way of doing things. And, you know, anybody that's been to HPC knows those rooms where they go in, they sit down, they review the game, they go through processes, they go through, you know, what we did well, what we did badly. And I think there's an op- if there's an opportunity to actually do that and, and not break the sort of the process, if you know yeah. what I mean, you might go on the road and it then it's different, isn't it? And, uh, and would we have an opportunity somewhere else to really go through tonight's game and to make the adjustments? That yeah, the cryo so change stuff and make, everything like that. Yeah, well, yeah. So evidently, we need to, you know, as as the others have said, you know, we've scored eight goals, but we've conceded eight goals, mm. and if we keep on going like that all season, then well, yeah, it's going to be makes for great entertainment. Yeah, great entertainment. Right. But we're going to finish twelfth, aren't we, or something like that? You know, oh, if you extrapolate it, that fourteen points from nine, yeah, and so that's a fifth of the season gone. That's seventy points, and so there's one game left, making it forty six. So take a point for that. Seventy one points. It's about a win and a draw off being genuine playoff contenders. And if we play but, like but that, I think it's. Yeah, okay, a win and a draw. But I think Ian made the point very well. You're not going to be up in the top six if you keep on conceding the amount of goals that we've done. You know, asking the forwards, we had this last season where the forwards, Martin, you know, the WSM last year, it wasn't just the goals they were scoring, it was the amount of assists. They had about 60-70% of the assists in the the team as well as all the goals. And then this season, I, I doubt it's going to be much different because between it, you know, the Nels, between Wells, Byman and Conway, again, the three of them have probably got most know, of se- the assists. Se- yeah. 75, 80% yeah. of the assists. Yeah. You know, we're, we're playing with wing backs. I know Scott's got a couple, hasn't he, in the centre? Mm. But, we're, but we're playing with wing backs. And realistically, I think the Silvers cross for Naki's header was exceptional, was really, really good. But yeah. Other than that, you're you're there with him. And again, from the wing backs, do we get enough? Well, tonight, that's... Sykes. Tonight, I I absolutely get on board with people saying Sykes had an excellent game. He had so much running in him and so much this. But how many assists has Sykes had from wing back this year? Uh, no, but I think what they're able to do now is, I mean, you, you saw it tonight and you see it with De Silva and Atkinson that were able to stretch the play. So it's more than just, than just uh, you know, having wing backs for wing backs sake and just tossing the ball into the box. We're actually stretching the play uh, and, and, and where those defenders come out and have to defend or don't, in Norwich's case, that creates space in behind for other players to run into. So I think abs- that's abs- that's, abs- that's, abs- that's Absolutely. absolutely. You, you, but Neil's quite right. You've still got to deliver. Yeah, I don't think it's you know it's you think if we're playing three four one two, uh, with with wing backs that they they you know they would provide a little bit more of a service and they're not. That's the crazy thing, isn't it? Well, particularly I, mean, I would I would I would say that's where Jay De Silva struggles. I've always said he's not going to get that many assists. 
and he's not going to get that many goals. Well, when he hit that ball tonight, I mean, and I think when he generally strikes a ball, he just doesn't hit the ball with conviction. No, he, he tends to the ball, but you never yeah, believe that, he's going to score. It's just but Mark, in fairness, that's on, on, on just on just stating a fact. Yeah, how he hits the ball. I mean, he's got all week to practice to hit the ball, right? And what what is he? What's Jay now? Twenty six or something? Yeah, easy. No, he's so, he's north of twenty five. You know, they, yeah. it, it, there needs to be if you're going to play with wing backs, there needs to be end product from them. Yeah, I mean, you 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 go back. And it's just a nice thought. You go back that goal that Brian scored against against Manchester United, but that's where you get those extra goals from wing backs because they're running into yeah. that space and hitting the ball early. That's yeah. where you want them to be to hit the ball early across the keeper, and players can then follow it in. And isn't that why we bought Kane Wilson to fill this role? Because as we say, um, the lad Sykes is playing it at the moment. He wasn't tested defensively at all tonight, Sykes as a wing back. And knowing how Norwich play, if they do play narrow every week, was that the game to maybe give, well, have Kane Wilson on the bench? Now, if he's injured, then he can't be. But, you know, that's what he was bought for, was that ability to deliver, as you uh, put it, Ian. Um, I want to, uh, Tomo put a thing up here on the uh, text feed where he said um, a friend got a text from a Norwich fan saying, Scott, um, Scott was the best player they'd seen at Carrow Road this season. Okay, it's probably only four matches they've played there. But uh, he's made that one of those midfield slots his own. How do you reconcile that with saying, well, bring Naismith forward, let's say when Callis is fit as a defensive midfielder, when that means displacing James? Because for me, Scott is becoming a first pick in the middle of the field, in that two, assuming we stick with two. So do you think he was good tonight in uh, Alex Scott? Yeah, I thought he was He was good. I mean, he was he was the best player on the park against Blackburn as well. So, and, and he's playing in his proper position, which is central midfield. It, it could work in a number of ways. You know, you don't necessarily need to play with a 10. Uh, there there are alternatives. You could, you could play a straightforward 3-5-2. So... Then that will allow you to have have, have three midfield players. I, I, you know, I don't. I think that is Scott. Where Scott's playing, that central midfield role, that is his best position by a mile. Yeah. I've seen him play wing back, where he's wasted, in my opinion. Yeah. And I've seen him play ten, and I don't think that suited him. So, you know, it may be that if you said, well, you know, Vyman might be struggling a bit with an injury, or he hasn't played that well, or he needs a rest, or whatever you say, you bring Semenya in and you play you play uh, three up front. Mm. And, and you play more of a, uh, I don't know, a, 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 you, you might even want to say, well, we're conceding a bunch of goals. We'll go away from three at the back and we'll move to a four. But that'll allow us to play more people in midfield. So four, three, three comes four, five, one when you're defending. Yeah. So we have got alternatives within the squad, and but we have got, uh, cover if, if Mark Sykes, for example, is struggling uh, in terms of by, by that I mean he's knackered um, after that performance tonight. Bearing in mind that he's he stepped up from League One, there's nothing nothing stopping League Two. League Two, League, no, no Mark Sykes was Oxford. Oxford. That's Oxford. League One, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, Kane Wilson. I thought Kane Wilson's League Two, wasn't it? Yeah. It's Kane Wilson's League Two, and, and it would appear to me that Kane Wilson. He's struggling a little bit, 
um, from everything that, that you you hear in the press conferences and from comments that you know, Nigel Pearson wouldn't come out and say that, but he would say, well, there's lots of people that think they should be in a team, but yeah. I pick a team that I think is going to be effective. And I pick subs that I think are going to be effective in that game on the night or on the day, which is, which is fair comment. Yeah. Um, I find it odd that there isn't a left-sided defender in there. In other, in other words, Cameron Prang. Yeah, he was uh, sat on the bench tonight, I saw. Not obviously on the squad, but I saw him sat there next to... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's odd, He's isn't travelling. It? I mean, it, sometimes, as you said earlier on, it doesn't seem... And we, I think we'd been better off having Cameron Pring on the bench tonight than Andy King. That, that's, but that's just me. Um, yeah. And it's up to Nigel Pearson to pick the side. Yeah. And providing he, he, he wins games, um, then, you know, he, he's... he's I don't say it's beyond criticism, but I'm not going to criticise. When we, we go to Burnley and get a point or win the game, I'll think we've had a, a pretty successful start to the season in, yeah. in 10 games. Not fantastic, but if we were to go out there and win, I think we'd have had a, had a brilliant start to the season over yeah. those 10 games. But right. that being said, we still need to defend better. It's, it's just a, a, a fact of life, I'm afraid. Yeah. Mark, do you think uh, Burnley will be a stronger tests than uh, uh, Norwich were today. I mean, they've not had such uh, an impressive start to the season, have they? We've got to be on the lookout for Josh Brown, who can score those uh, worldly goals. If they go in, you just have to hit it. But do you think it's a tougher test on Saturday than uh, what we what we face today? Yeah, possibly physically. But, I mean, Vincent Company's changed Burnley from what you might call a direct side, well, you would call them a direct side, you know, played with big centre forwards and looked to pick up the pieces to a team that wants to pass and move the ball. Mm. Uh, you know, I would imagine that Burnley fans are probably, uh, you know, completely a bit, dizzy, a bit dizzy with it. But Preston competed with them last night. Uh, they got an equaliser, local derby. It was a pretty, pretty tight game. Burnley really bossed it. You know, they brought in players like Ian Matson uh, from Chelsea, who was on loan at Coventry last season. Uh, Jay Rodriguez, you know, is a capable championship player. But, you know, they're, they're, they, they, sh- they should be in the top six. They've lost a few players. They've, you know, they've, they've shopped around and they've, they've got a good style. And I think teams that want to play the ball will probably play better. It's the teams who play direct football that we, str- that we struggle with. So <laughs> it sounds like being a stuck record, doesn't it? But if we we got to cut cut out those mistakes. But what well, I want to just different. go just go back to Alex Scott again. It wasn't just his attacking play that he wants the ball all the time. I mean, at the end of the game, he's herring back towards our goal to pick up a loose ball when we're completely exposed. Absolutely terrific in defence mm. and attack. You know, he's like he uh, didn't get booked today as well. Yeah, there was one incident because I heard the commentator say where he thought about giving a bloke a chip in the middle of the park and he didn't. And if he can bring that level of discipline, well, he's he's very he's very likely. I don't know when the cutoff is, but he's at the moment he's very likely to miss a game because he three league bookings and one cup booking. Yeah, he's going to get a one game suspension, sadly. But he's been absolutely fantastic. Right. Keeps the midfield ticking over in in the in the centre. Well, uh, so you know, long may he reign. Exactly. Well, if we can get a point up at Burnley, that'll be uh, that'll be a great achievement, I think. 
one yeah. and a half points a game. And, that'd be, and, wouldn't it? Absolutely, and you've just got to top it up a bit. I mean, um, Neil, uh, are we? Should we be? I mean, I know we lost tonight, but we played well, and we've been playing well now ever since. You know, we we, we lost the opening two, but we we've got a, we've actually got a style, and there's a way of playing now. Yeah, um, are we capable of mounting a challenge that sees us getting in touch with the playoff zone in twenty five games time? Yeah, um, and even if we did lose one of our starlets, and I include Tommy Conway in that bracket now, that if the money is spent wisely. Uh, losing one of the starlets wouldn't be disastrous and the money could plug an area that well it could it could be well it could be well spent so in your mind now do you think we're looking for a top half of the finish and maybe more if this can be maintained and we don't lose any more players through injury well we're not going to change the way we play are we because no. it's got it's got us to where we are with a, a limited number of players, a, a few injuries to a few key players might derail us somewhat. And if if you know you can't control a big bid coming in for a player, and you have to make the decisions with so many with so many of the squad being out of out of contract next summer. You know, there's big decisions this year, and Massive. ultimately, Semenyo's not going to sign a new contract. He, just, he won't. He yeah. won't. So, Alex Scott tied him down for, a, what, another three years? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So, we've got some control on that situation. Tommy's on a long-term deal as well. We've got control on that. Vyman, 18 months? Yeah. 18 months left. So... You know, you've you've got some decisions over some key players come January, I would argue. And some some of those players that are gonna be out of contract in the summer, do you keep all of those as well? So I think we're a team in transition still, but we found a swagger to play and a confidence to play that we're not gonna change. We're just gonna have to use this idea of risk reward that we are open and you know like a spurs team from the 1990s we're going to try and outscore opponents yeah i think Kevin i think Keegan's if, newcastle even yeah i think if i was i think if i was nigel pearson i'd just be i've been here two years we can't bloody defend why do we even bother let's, let's just try and score good. let's just try and score more goals than the opposition because yeah. he they must stack, They must sit there after uh, at the end of every game and just think, "Oh, for God's sake!" I haven't seen his interview after the game has come up, uh, and I'll, I'll he listen. He said he sounds to, positive. Does he? Mm. But you know, I th I think he just has to say, "The things we do well, we do well. The things we do badly, we do badly." And I think on that basis, are we going to mount a sustained challenge? From my potent, from my perspective, no. No. I, All right. Well, I I think we could be top ten. Yeah. I'd like to I'd like to think that we're top half, and the All things right. that we do badly, we improve on, and then the things that we do well, we keep consistent. Yeah. yeah, Ian. Just to finish with you on that, I mean, do you think? You know, if we can keep this side together for this season, because all hell breaks loose next summer, doesn't it? Yeah. If we can keep the side together this season. We don't get any more 
major injuries. And bearing in mind, Semenya is not even in the starting lineup at the moment. Yeah, we got Eamon Benarus to come back as well in the new year. Yeah, because he showed a lot of promise. It, a top half finish at the very least beckons. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it does. Um, we the the answer is we can do better if we go through the rest of the season relatively injury free. Mm. If we get Callison closer back fit, um, and if we keep playing with, if we hang on to our best players again in January, and and I. Unless we get a, a real smoking bid, I, I, and by that I mean in excess of twenty million for Scott or Semenyo, um, I, I think we can do that. We we could do what Luton did last season and get themselves in the playoffs. I, yeah. I think that's possible. I really do. Yeah. Well, that's uh, however, good. Go on. We, we <laughs> however, how, however, it, those things have to all the stars have to align. We have to hold on to the better players. We have to go relatively injury free, apart from you know a few knocks. We can't be having half a dozen hamstrings again in one thing and another. So, yeah, I I I could see a way of doing it because when I look at the teams, it, 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 the if you look at the teams at the at the top of the division, um, the the thing that puts them at the top of the division is their goals against. Yeah. Now, before tonight, Norwich had conceded six goals in eight games. Yeah. All right. So we got two against them. Um, Sheffield United have conceded five goals in nine games. Yeah. Now, now that is what is going to separate the wheat from the chaff. But yeah. you've got Reading, for example, are in fourth place and they've conceded as many as we have. Yeah. But and, they've not and, drawn any and, and that's why they're right up there because they're on a 5 night. Five naught four, isn't it? After nine, and not guys. and not scored many. Now, I, what I've seen of Burnley, and I watched them play Preston, I watched them play a game earlier in the season. They look a very good football team, yeah. But they haven't got anything like our cutting edge. But we need to make that count, and you don't make it count by throwing two in the net and saying, "There you are, lads. Now we'll attack you." Yeah. So, so get that right, um, and and we'll see if. The coaches and the management have, have got the skill and the capability of, of getting that side of it right, whether that means slightly changing the formation and tweaking this and tweaking that without, you know, we don't what we don't want to do is throw the baby out with the bathwater, do we? No, that's true. Stop, All right, guys, Mark, Mark so, I usually say, when I say I'm, I'm going to wrap up now, Mark, you usually say just one thing. So just one thing, Mark? Yeah, this stage last season, we'd, uh, we we had 13 points. We were in eighth place with 10 goals against nine. This time last points. season, were we? Yeah, we were in eighth place. Uh, we'd just come off of back of a one-all draw against Fulham, Casey Palmer's goal. And we were in, uh, yeah, we were in eighth place. Uh, Bournemouth and West Brom were first and second. Coventry had a great start to the season and they were third. Yeah, Mitrovic had scored his forty his seventh league goal against us last season when we uh, drew that game against Fulham. He, he scored another. He scored thirty six more after that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but we so we scored eight. We scored eight more goals, but we conceded uh, five more. Uh, well, okay, guys, it's been a pleasure. Thanks to everybody who's been listening. As the title uh, when the recorded version of this goes out says. Uh, a song by uh, Olivia Newton-John. If not for you, if not for you, Carl Nace, Cal Naismith. 
We'd come away from Carrow Road with all three points, but it finished Norwich City 3, Bristol City 2. Thanks, everybody, from Forever Bristol City Podcast, and uh, enjoy the rest of the week, and we'll be doing a review of the Burnley game at live podcast recording this Thanks a lot, everybody, and speak to you all soon. All the best. Cheers. Looking forward to it. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When Richard Robbins out bob bob bobbing along When Richard Robbins comes bob bob bobbing along Along There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead, get up Get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy, what if I've been blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers, rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours, I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song, when the red, red rubber starts bobbing along. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.